You're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 78. Good morning, Headhunting Housewives. How is everybody on this beautiful Monday morning? It's your recruiter, Diane O'Brien. This is going to be the private podcast for the team we have this fall. I'm really excited, ladies. You know, I last week one, I guess, right? And I think I, I threw a public podcast. I'm going to make it public. Um, we talked about getting clients, finding clients. That's always the tough part if you're wanting to start a recruiting business. I know for a lot of you that joined us that just want to be a source of recruiter and say, Diane, let me work your clients. That's perfect because <laughs> I love training you all. And then you can go off to work for another company if you want or mine or your own business and you have the basics. But I know there's a bunch of you ladies that you know, you want to do your own business. You want it on your terms. You want to be the boss as you should. And let me tell you, I definitely promote that direction because what I will find is even though it's much easier to go jump into a recruiting firm and learn, you know, how to recruit and, you know, they'll pay you a nominal sum or it might be like on draw, but at least you feel like, okay, I'll get paid to learn it. The only problem with that is that I feel like you learn it wrong because so many times the recruiters or the um, owners of those small recruiting firms, uh, they're not always the person you should be led by or be under. A lot of times, um, even when they're great managers, if the you know the, the person at the top, the CEO, the owner, has a certain vision, it's all about them making money and making this boiler room mentality, which a lot of little recruiting firms are like, where if you're in a cubicle and they just have you making calls, calls, calls every day, filling their database, and you feel easily replaceable... <laughs> That's not for you, right? And I know this happens to the younger recruiters, especially you guys in your 20s or right out of college. You know, I want to be a recruiter. I mean, my daughter now, one of my daughters, like, I want to be a recruiter mom. I'm like, oh gosh, that's great, but it is so competitive. And, you know, you got to learn it the right way. And she sourced for me over the summers and, and she enjoyed it and it was fun and she made money, you know, a thousand bucks in one week versus when her friends were like, you know, having hourly jobs. So, anyway, I'm very, very happy for those of you that have joined. And, you know, want to actually invest in yourself to learn something the right way, um, have fun doing it, have the support of other women while you're doing it. And um, and we're in week two. And I got to say, like I said, I'm going to probably, um, even though I'm just saying this, this podcast to you guys in my private group, um, I might start publishing these as well. If it, it might, I don't know if it's too nitty gritty for the general public, but but I'm just so amazed, ladies, at what's just happened in what two? This is week two, right? I knew we started talking before before Labor Day. You know, you start reaching out to me, and we start building the list and getting you guys on board that it made sense. And um, but it's just you know every fall, just so you know, often you know I don't always run these classes or these groups in the fall. I'm busy hiring and. Every September after the summer, I took a break. I'm really, you know, rounding up my own clients. So I want to take you on that journey with me. And what's amazing is by trying to help you ladies and carving time out of my day to really focus on helping you more, my business, I'm getting easier leads than ever before. And I'll tell you a little story just for kind of your Monday morning inspiration, because I know it is Monday morning. And I know, you know, for me, ladies, it's all about Monday mindset, right? That's a general rule. I focus on myself each morning. No longer do I hop up and Mondays are stressful. You need to hop up and be like, this is amazing what's going to happen today. And to give you a little background, you know, I've been looking for my own clients and trying to attract them 
just as I'm teaching you two. So we're in the thick of it together. You know, I go through plateaus as well. I'm a small boutique firm, right? And it's not saying I'm not saying no to a lot of things that come my way. Because we get a lot of people that aren't the right fit, whether that's sourcing candidates or clients. You'll be saying no to a lot of clients because you don't want to go down some rabbit hole, right? And I'll teach you. We'll, we'll learn about all that. But the beauty, I set that intention last week and I shared that with you where, you know, I'm getting a lot of clients coming my way, but they're not the right ones. And some of them are too low paying. And then, um, you know, I really wanted a woman. I wanted a woman um, CEO or a woman venture capitalist that once another woman executive recruiter like myself and use our firm Kaplan Exec, you know, who specializes in executive recruiting to work side by side with her to hire her leadership team, right? Because that's what I do best. I find people really fast. And what happens to the years as an executive recruiter, you know, I'll get, God, it's so rare to get a woman client like that. Once in a while, they come out like a unicorn. But the rest of the time, um, you know, I'm helping a lot of male-dominated clients grow their business. And that's fine because, you know, money is money. I want to help everybody if if they're a good fit too, a good person, everything else is there. You don't have to be a woman. But I just really want that right now, right? (laughs) And so I told you all last, to make sure you set your intention of what the perfect client is, right? What does that look like? And and don't base it just about the money, you know, um, but base it about who you want to help serve. So as soon as you make that shift in your mind around money about forget, I want to make a million dollars, I want to make a hundred thousand or let me make 20,000 this month or 10,000, whatever it is, you know, forget wishing for the money and to start saying, okay, wishing for who you want to help and, and how that result happens and how that makes you feel and then how that makes the client feel. Like really focus on what that feels like. I mean, for me, I can just link back in my head and memory in seconds to different clients I helped and how grateful they were when we found their perfect candidate. Often they had already used other search firms. Many had spent, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars using big you know, Hydras and Struggles and Corn Fairy and the big guys to no avail. And now they want to use a little boutique firm, which I let them pay me even a little less, you know, than a hundred thousand, but cause I, they didn't know me, but I wanted them to trust me. And, um, and I just remember the feeling of happiness, not only for them when we found their perfect person, but for me, like there's no better feeling in the world when you do a job well done, especially when you start out scared, you can't do it. And then you go through the process and then you go through the doubting yourself and you overcome it. And, you know, you do the hard work, even though you're like, is all this for nothing? And, <laughs> you know, but you stick to it and you show up every day and you do the work and you, and you do it in a way of not hustle and like, oh, again, you don't want to be like cubicle mentality, but you do it in a way of freedom. Like, okay, first I'm going to go walk my dog because he, you know, needs the beautiful sunshine as do I talk to some neighbors, maybe, you know, see how that goes today before you come back with your cup of coffee and you sit and you have a focused time of an hour, two hour, maybe three hour, whatever you're going to focus on, you're going to do, right? And recruiting, that's often sourcing candidates, sourcing clients or interviewing candidates, interviewing clients and closing candidates, closing clients, right? And so, um, I'm getting off track here, but the happiness of when you just, after all of that, close a deal, like closing is the most fun. I know we're not getting to the closing stuff really until, well, actually we'll start a little bit about closing next week, uh, the last week of September, but I'm really going to get also into closing when we finish this up right before Thanksgiving. That's when I have you guys, you know, you'll be closing either my deals or your own and that's the celebration, you know, right before Thanksgiving when you have the family come in, holidays, and you're going to have not just an amazing, confident feeling, which really is the better part, but then you're going to have money in the bank to really enjoy the holidays. So, And that's the part I think I used to focus on too much because that did bring happiness. I felt like, 
money can't buy happiness, but money can buy, you know, the lifestyle that creates happiness, right? And um, and I always say that a girl as well, money did buy our dog, our golden retriever, uh, Tucker. And so money does buy happiness in that way. <laughs> that's true. That's literally buying love. Um, but, you know, but it's really that feeling of accomplishment. And it's kind of what makes you get up in the morning. And I think it's the reason I wake up excited, right? And why well, I want to see the sunrise because, you just don't know what's going to come into your day. And when you start to realize it's not just with you having the mindset of bringing and attracting great things in your life, more wealth and more abundance and health focus on, of course, and just doing good things for you ladies. But there's this power then, right? And I've known the power for a long time about connecting to God or universe, whatever you believe in religiously or spiritually to kind of almost, you know, you, you share your dream with that power, but I'll tell you, never have I ever felt the power that I've been feeling this past month and working with you ladies and getting a more defined group. And um, and really, it's like, you know, when you read books, I used to hate the word mastermind class because it's so overused. But, you know, in that old Napoleon Hill book, I can't remember the, the title about, you know, more power, more money or something, he talked about masterminds and how just basically instead of all these mastermind classes you hear about, just the concept of when you pull together other like minds with a similar goal, how powerful that is, right? It's like you're timesing your thoughts um, by, you know, 10. And I think that's why also the special number, I always started with five always because I wanted small groups, but 10 is a powerful number of women. I almost wonder if I should up that next year to 12 back to the covenant days, (laughs) the powerful women of 12. But there's just something about putting the minds together. And what also is cool, women for... um, you know, this, I'm gonna, I want to send it to a private group first, but I'm going to put a public where um, even though those of you that may, there'll be a couple of you in the script that like, you know what, recruiting's not for me and that's okay. Don't feel like if you get into this deeper, it's not for you, no worries, because you're still going to learn a lot about this and you'll be able to take this right into your business. I promise you, because things I've learned as I'm going after one job helped me land something different. I mean, many times, even in my recruiting years, I'll sidetrack for business development to help a company. They'll want to con- uh, retain me and contract me for biz dev for a little while, something in the recruiting field, right? And I've done that. Recruiting investing, right? You know, I get sidelined my ADD and I want to see a little piece of real estate that looks fun. I want to throw my recruiting money into that, right? And so I use these same tools not to get overwhelmed. So like on a Monday morning, just like I could very easily wake up today and be like, oh, I don't have time to do a podcast and I need to jump into this with new clients and all of this or or if I started a closing or wanted to saw a house I wanted, you can easily wake up and your focus goes there or right to the house being cleaned or whatever it is. And part of what this group helps do is train your brain. <laughs> you know, as business women, entrepreneurs, we, a lot of us have similar and different brains, but there are some similar things that we, we can work together on so you're not over hustling, you're not freaking out, you're doing this in a really good way. And, and um, I feel really excited to be your guide on that because I feel like I've done it the wrong way for a lot of years that don't waste your time. Just do it the right way with me for the next 10 weeks and then out into the world you go, right? So, um, and you can stay and hang out and keep recruiting with me too if you want. But um, so let me give you how much time. I feel like I'm talking too much today. Um, 11 minutes. All right. I'm going to give you a quick story um, just about real life examples because a lot of the reason, again, I wanted to do these private sessions and for us to be together is so that you can see how this works. And so I'm giving uh, myself as an example real time. And as time goes on, we'll, you know, we'll continue um, giving other examples. But 
For me, I think if you remember um, last week, the session that I put out, and again, I'm going to make that public too because I kept it private for the, um, for the group, I believe, um, was about the feelings you get when you're looking for clients, right? And I know offline I, I got in the nitty gritty of doing the marketing emails to find clients, to, you know, some of you there are local conferences to find clients, to how you reference or utilize um, past clients to get good referrals or past candidates or just people that you know, you know, going after all the low-hanging fruit. Like there's all these, you know, I, don't know if I, had, I had a list, I think, of 10 things of how to get clients, right? There's a top five that I always use, probably a top two, really. Um, and then what's going to happen as you do it and do it, do it, you attract stuff easier. And the world is very odd how it works where when you put things out, like I talked about, just setting those intentions, how it comes back to you. But as you remember, I set the intention with the woman, like I mentioned, um, ideally, you know, some venture capital money or something in the private equity, because I know there's a lot of money there. And then when you do a good job for one, you can go out to their portfolio companies, right? So that was my intention. I've done that in the past years ago. It's just always, you know, not always women, right? And um, so that was like Monday, right? When I set that, um, recorded this last Monday was right after, was it the 13th? Uh, the first full week after Labor Day. So now we're in week two. And, um, you know, usually the goal is by the end of the month to get a client by your next month because you need like a week or two to talk and negotiate, right? So here's where we're at. <laughs> and I'll share my success until I ask you all if I can share what's been happening for you because I know it's exciting. And I've, and I've gotten the fun emails. Um, but for me, by putting that out there, I think on Tuesday, was it? I mean, this happened so fast. Instead of like weeks, it was like the next day, Tuesday or maybe it was, it was Tuesday or Wednesday, I think Tuesday. Um, I received a call. Uh, I got an email introduction from a friend that I, I think I had linked out to um, business partners, you know, referrals. I was reaching out to everybody saying, hey, I'm looking for something like this. And, um, what, and so he did an email intro. I think it was just via text. And it was just basically introduced me to a smaller company. I won't give all the details of the company and client and all that, but introduced me to somebody that was looking for some help, right? And um, in the executive recruiting or at least recruiting world, he wasn't sure, but let me intro you. It's a CEO of a small startup. Uh, great. Um, get the intro, spoke to the person, you know, always in the first intros when you first talk, um, you're, you know, you're learning about each other. So it doesn't go that deep. So I'm like, ah, this might be something, this might be nothing, right? Um, and we spoke again. Now, I will tell you what was nice. He was very eager to move forward quickly. We're usually often, if you're trying to close a deal, you feel like, like you're the way, you're the one doing that. But I really was more in the backseat because I like to fill my clients out before just getting going. And everyone wants to like find someone yesterday, right? So they want to move fast. Slow it down, ladies. That's one of my big lessons always. Like, take it slow. You are in the driver's seat. You teach people how to treat you. You create your boundaries around your time. So anyway, as you're getting to know them, again, if they just call your cell at like, you know, 9 a.m., you don't have to answer. You can wait and schedule a call the next day. Like, make, make sure you start putting the framework, okay? Um, but anyway, so back to my example, um, the call gets better, and, and he's very excited about my background. And luckily, this is where these podcasts, I think, are helpful. My book is helpful out there. Um, you know, just I've put a lot out on public uh, video, YouTube, just things that I don't, didn't really need to do. It's not like they're big money producers, but um, just ways of helping you ladies. But the industry surprisingly likes that. I was always afraid that it would go against, you know, because I work with COOs in corporate. And I'm like, well, if they see me working with housewives and um, doing this training, it might take the ball off their eye thinking that, that you know, this is what I do, you know, um, in making exec- high-level executive placements, right? I didn't want to sometimes blur the lines. But luckily, all of a sudden, 
not all of a sudden, but all of a sudden means for the course of the years. Now it feels like it's come to a point where it's a true benefit and it really is. It doesn't blur the line at all. In fact, maybe right now with the whole women movement more than ever, or with maybe more women coming into power, or it could just be because now a lot of the high corporate women are housewives at home having to work and do their COO job because of COVID, right? So I don't know what the heck happened the past couple of years, but all of a sudden it's a plus, right? And so, um, so anyway, the call went really well and he was eager for to get started with me and threw me the contract, um, you know, just a, a basic kind of terms, percentages. We had an increase. He started with a low percent, which I always do, ladies. It's going to be usually 10. You want to get up to 30, right? So, or you might, you know, land on 20 if it's something that makes sense time-wise for part of your time or whatever. But um, he started, sent the uh, initial contract. And you hear me saying he, so this is the one thing. And again, nothing against you men. I love working with all of you men, but I really had intention of helping some women grow diverse teams. And, um, that was the only caveat I'm thinking, you know, I really was, he was a woman had a woman's team, but, but I really liked him anyway. In the call we clicked and, you know, been married, he's been married for 40 some years. He's an older gentleman who's already bought and sold many businesses, you know, already cashed out millions successfully. This is his new passion, right? And so all the other things were there. It was just that. So obviously, um, that's still good. It's still money. It's still something fun I can help with, more importantly. So we have a meeting scheduled. Well, he wanted to schedule it the first week, but I want to learn more, learn more, right? So t- took my time. So I'll probably get scheduled this week, and I'll keep you tuned in on that. Um, he knows I'm still down here in Florida. He knows the Don Cesar, which is nearby to where uh, my uh, place is. And so there's it's a great place for meetings and things. Um, it's actually so beautiful. But anyway, so that's going to happen. But Sunday night, last night, he sent a rev- revised contract and basically came up to the things that I'd asked for, right? So the percentages. Um, also, there are some um, other things like uh, success fees on top of that. And because it's such a little small company and he couldn't afford my highest fees, we talked about equity and options and um, and he was open to that and put that in the terms, right? So really a home run. That's right there, you know, is a success in itself because bam, right from having um, the summer off and not working to what? The, the I call it week one, but the, to the first week after Labor Day to having a contract come in, I mean, that's just crazy, right? I mean, that typically that probably doesn't always happen. That's always happened for me. I've never shared how it happens out loud other than helping you ladies when I, when I help you guys, right? But publicly, I mean, because it just doesn't seem like it can be real, but it is when you have the right mindset and heart and thought and all of that good stuff. So um, to bring me today, I, I got to shorten this. I'm sure I'm losing you with my story, but I'm, I'm going to finish this up here. <laughs> this morning I wake up, it's Monday morning. And I'm excited to reach out to the team because I think we have a great group of ladies that are going to make it happen for all of us. I'm excited now to continue conversations with this new client. Um, I got uh, a t- actually a tenant coming this afternoon because when I leave here, I have someone that wants to rent my space out. I'm excited about that. She already signed the contract, just leaving some stuff while she flies back to LA. And I'm excited about her just because she is really cool um, and single and just a different part of her life. And she's so excited after being in the financial industry out in California, I think out in San Francisco for a long time. Um, she's been looking for a place in Florida and she chose the St. Peter, it's actually kind of more passive grill, like south of Don Cesar, this really little amazing spot of Florida uh, to rent for the next few months. So I'm excited she's coming here to see her again. I know she's really excited when I leave. Um, she comes in. 
And um, excited about that. So excited about a lot of things, waking up and just kind of doing my whole like being grateful um, before I even get out of bed. And then um, the only thing I was like, oh, I wish that would make this more perfect of a Monday is if that client could have been, you know, a woman start that, that's in her own business um, that's, you know, needs help because I, you know, that that's where I really want to be. And um and I, and I can leave room for that, obviously, because I can, I take on more than one client at a time, you know, no more than three usually, but one to three I can handle. And so I open up my, where was it? I don't know if it was my LinkedIn or my email. It must have been in my email, maybe through a LinkedIn, like an in-mail. But there is a woman recruiter that reached out to me, a very personal email, not like a blanket email, um, saying, you know, hi, Diane, um, something about your background. I really liked and, and know about you. And we have this woman CEO and gave the name who has just gotten a ton of funding, right, from the VC world and private equity. She really needs to grow her executive team. We're looking for another woman to work with her one-on-one to grow out probably her COO and then her team. And I'm just like, as I'm saying this to you all right on this podcast, as I was reading that, I got got goosebumps, right? Because just as recruiters, we're the ones sending out those kind of emails. But every once in a while, out of all the emails I get, I get a lot of emails. I mean, probably not if it's 10 or 20 a day. Um, So much comes to me that most of it is, I don't want to say the word junk because I feel bad when people take their time, but most of it's not a fit, right? So out of every day, let's say there's only 10 and a whole year, you know, let's say a whole month goes by. Um, probably at every quarter there's, you know, one, two or three of those that I'm like, yep, this is a fit for me. Right. And so this, this is one and you'll, and I'll share this journey with you. Cause again, this is just like last week was my intro. One to the client, I'm like, I'll probably take months to close. I'm probably closing it this week with any luck. I'll, um, I already scheduled this morning before starting this podcast. I got on the person's calendar and we're going to do a call tomorrow, um, and so I'm going to share with you how that journey goes. So I'll be client number two. And really, that's all you need, ladies. I mean, you really only need number one. So now I have number one and two um, for this last quarter. And maybe we'll get a third if necessary, but I doubt it because sometimes um, the third one can really add a lot of time on unless I want to build a team. And actually, this now that I am teaching all you ladies in this more group format, maybe I can take on the third because I can actually give that job order um, to you all to make some bank and maybe, you know, get, um, make it more money. I can actually close it for larger money, um, to do that, to share that wealth. So, um, so exciting. So as it comes along, I'll share those details and send that through. But as you're following me along and doing this yourself, you only need, again, that one client, maybe you'll land your second one this week along with us as you're following. Um, and again, maybe you need a third, but really if you get number two, you're probably good to go. And then if you get that closed by October, so you can start working these deals October 1, that's where it's at because you're going to need all of October to really source an interview. You'll need the beginning of November to finish interviewing and helping close. So you want to kind of just about close by Thanksgiving. In all reality, you'll probably go through the holidays as far as getting the offer signed, but it'll be no time off your back. You'll be with your family and friends just as the process goes. It'll be like a, you know, a couple hours per week for you to kind of help push it through. That's the beauty of this role of recruiting. Um, and that's where it is. So just really excited. I went really long on this and, um, Sorry about that, but but it's just very exciting. And again, I want to thank all of you because honestly, I got to get it, you know, through my brain more and more sometimes that 
when I'm really just trying to put time out to help other people and get the focus off the money, bigger things come your way, right? It's like life and money trust you with it more. And that's how you kind of up the game. And I feel like I really carved out more time than ever to help you ladies and, and to focus on headhunting housewives going into this 4Q. And then because of that, and that again, isn't as profitable as my executive search because of that, um, the you know greater deals are flowing easier and better um, through the executive search, right? So it's really wild. So I hope you're having fun this journey with me. Um, again, if you have any questions uh, while we go through this, um, you can email me the questions to hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and I'll do that Q&A answer. Now that I got more of them coming in, I'll, um, I'll put out a Friday. I used to always do the free Fridays. I'll continue that, especially like the noon Zooms for people that want to jump on and just get your questions and answer or your questions just answer some kind of free time to hear other people's questions and hear the answers. And like always, I'll send you, I'll keep recording more and more of these and that way I can send you the replay. A lot of the questions are the same. So, but I know each week will be a little bit different, but we're in week two. Ladies, rock it out. We're in week two only and we have amazing momentum thanks to each other. So um, if you haven't got your first client yet or you're not talking to them, um, again, We'll keep reviewing the methods that you get those. They will come in and I'll help you as far as talking to them and what you're asking. It's really the good questions. You know, you're inter- interviewing the client like you would interview a candidate, remember, and then it's going to be closing them by October. Okay. That's the intention for all of us. We have all our clients ready to go. Um, and we're ahead of, ahead of track. I was like on track, but we're ahead. <laughs> so congratulations to us. Have a great, great week, recruiters. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It's completely free to join. We're there to offer you guidance, support, inspiration. And when you're ready to go a little bit deeper, we're starting a mentorship program in 2Q. If that's for you, you have to email me at hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and let me know who you are and how I can help. Again, that's hello at headhuntinghousewives.com and I look forward to seeing you there.